The following is an exclusive presentation of 680 WPTF and Applied Vision Works. This is the Building a Leadership Culture podcast, hosted by President of Applied Vision Works, Don Hadley. An in-depth look at how Don and his team help businesses reach their long-term goals. Here's the host of the Building a Leadership podcast, Don Hadley. Welcome into Building a Leadership Culture podcast. This is Bruce Gresham of Applied Vision Works, filling in for Don Hadley. In part two of my conversation on leading for the long-term, Ket Gonda, CEO of American Circuits, and I discuss the human element of leading during a crisis. Let's get right into it. I don't know. I think a lot of companies did a lot of things during the during the you know coronavirus and the COVID nineteen, and we did all a bunch of those things too. You know, sanitizing doors and you know all these additional costs that came through. But early on, um, some of the things we did. I think I first heard about it a little bit earlier than um, the general country did, and at some point it was just something going on in China. Who knows? Um, I went ahead and preemptively bought some masks, uh, figure, um, who knows? Oh, it's a cost. Well, yeah, it is. Um, if this thing blows up, we have masks. Uh, if it does not, um, you know, we can't use all of these. We do use some in our operations, but, uh, you can always resell it. It's not a big deal. Um, we even split the business into, so we have two locations and one of our goals was, consolidating our operations. We're not a large business. And so we need to, we should really be in one location. Um, it would be great for us. And we've been working on that, uh, immense capital expenditure and big investment. Um, but when the coronavirus hit, you know, the satellite building had very few people in it. And so one of the earliest things I did, um, was split the people into two buildings, probably like two, three weeks in, um, it was operationally a cost and a, a couple of my, uh, production guys kept reminding me, you know, this is inefficient. <laughs> this is causing inefficiencies. And I said, I know. And that was my answer. Um, you know, we have this, this, this new virus that no one knows is going to happen. And, and what do you do? I had to keep explaining to them, well, what if someone gets it? You call everybody back in the next day. Will they come? If they don't come, will you fire them? Like, where, where are you going with this? What, what do you think the next steps are? You know, let's step back and let's go ahead and make sure we're protecting everybody. Everything we can think of and do, let's do, let's get it on paper and then decide within the resource constraints, you know, what can we do? And so, you know, we split everybody equally into two buildings, you know, upstairs, downstairs, space everybody apart, sent whoever home we could send home. We even split break rooms. So you have to buy another microwave and fridge. I mean, this is a peanut cost in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- granted, there's going to be inefficiencies, but there's also a sales hit that everyone's facing. So there should be less volumes anyway. Um, so we have the time to work these kinks out, that work these inefficiencies out. We have to develop our communication, which will strengthen us in the long term anyway. Because if we split apart, then when we come together, we'll be that much better at communicating. That's fantastic. Um, you can cross train, you can take the opportunity to cross train people in different roles. There are always employees that want to learn something new. Give them that chance. There's always going to be that employee that is worried. Someone's going to happen to their job because someone else is learning how to do it. But Hey, you know, we have time. Well, you just tell that employee, you explain to them, well, you know, this is good for the business. You know, you can learn something else new too, and improve your position. If you like, there is not an issue. Um, you know, doing all those things either for uh, the science, the, the CDC guidelines, or for the human element. Someone's really scared. 
maybe there's not that much science behind it, or maybe it's just incremental, but the cost is also incremental. So why not do it? It makes people feel better. Um, you can always change it. Uh, do more early on and then unwind it. At one point, we even uh, very, very early, we only had half staff and we were just alternating two days at a time. But I decided to just pay everybody full during that time. A lot of people were scared. They they just, you could see the fear in people's eyes, you know, very early on. And, you know, provide them some comfort. They're They're worried about their families. I mean, you know, job is important, but when people are worrying about their families, their families are always going to come first and, and as it should, uh, as would mine. And so I thought, all right, let me just, you know, the government's taking their time to figure things out. Let's do this for now. We'll do this for a couple of weeks and, and we'll meet again. And, and, you know, I can't keep this up forever, but, you know, I'll make the, the very interim very easy on you. I'll hand out masks to employees. You don't even have to pay for it. You know, it's hard for them to get masks. We, I have purchasing people in a sourcing department. Um, we can buy in bulk. We can buy cheaper anyway. So why not? Their families are protected. You're going to get, if you want to look at it again, purely on what you get back, you probably get back goodwill. Um, but also, you can also look at it, you know, I was convincing someone else, like, why are we spending all this on masks? Like, look, you know, if their families are safe, they're less likely to bring it in. I mean, you can look at it with whichever prism you want. Um, I look at it from this is doing the right thing for the people and making them secure so they can they can do their jobs the best way possible, right? We want to make sure everyone can do their job the best way possible and that their mind is calm, they can do a better job. Um, they're going to feel safer coming to work. They're less likely to leave or who knows what. Um, and that's a lot of time and cost. And that's a very leadership-centric role when you have a tail risk like that come and disrupt, you know, that's a CEO job. Um, meet with people multiple times, be present, press the flesh, um, anything and everything possible that people would need. So you can still service your customers because your customers need service um, while balancing, you know, that human element. That That's, you made so many excellent points in there. And, you know, during these times of upheaval, you know, whether it was 20 years ago with a dot-com bust or September 11th or the financial crisis or COVID like we're going through now, this really tests but also demonstrates the heart of true leaders and true true teams. And if anyone was ever leading for the long term, it was you in this regard that, you know, you went to kind of a A-B alternate schedule so you were getting at best 50% productivity, maybe even worse because everybody's so worried on what's going on uh, with COVID, but you still paid your your folks to help reinsure them. And that I'm sure has already, as things are starting to open back up, started to pay dividends, they know they can trust the leadership team at American Circuit to take care of them during, during the the rough times. And then not only that, did you pay your folks, but you mentioned cross-training, being able to invest in your people or invest in your technology or, or your equipment. That's the time to really set yourself up for success by investing in the business, investing in your people so that when things begin to open up, you can really charge ahead with confidence. And our best clients right now, sure, their sales may be down 10, 20, 30, 40% year over year, 
but they see this as the opportunity. They've lived through these challenges before that, and we're going to live through another one five years from now, 10 years from now, or even three months from now. But these are the times where when companies don't invest in their people, they don't do the right thing for their people and their clients, and they don't lead for the long term, they kind of become inwardly focused. They become self-focused. They forget about their teams. They forget about the human element that you mentioned. And that's when you start to lose clients. You lose your good people. And our clients at this time are thinking of this as an opportunity. I can go snag some clients because my competition isn't doing the right thing. I can go snag some A players because A players are being let go or being are becoming disillusioned by what their company is doing. And this is my time to set myself up to, again, you know, when things really open up, because I'm, we're starting to see with our clients across 19 different industries that things are starting to really open up. Um, this is the time to set an even stronger foundation so we can charge ahead with confidence. And this is going to be the time where we'll look back five, 10 years from now that we were able to make bold moves, bold decisions that launched um, our growth. And, and this is the time, the time to do it. You mentioned some of the things that you've done as far as cross-training with people. What are some other things that you've done during this time to keep people focused on the long term and invested in your people and, and in your overall three and five-year strategy? Yeah, you know, we first, you know, after tackling that human element and making sure that everyone knew we were doing everything we can to take care of them, which is what you're supposed to do. Um, it's compensation is is a lot of times number one, but that's not always number one. Um, right. And after doing that, you know, I, we had races that were overdue and coming through, and at a very unfortunate time. But I had I told everybody that it's just going to have to wait, um, and and pretty much everybody understood. Um, now you've given them, you've taken care of them and you have to balance it out. And we, I also told, um, more of my leadership team, like, okay, you all guys manage different departments. You know, this is the time it's not, oh, volumes are down. We have extra time. It's, it's volumes are down. You know, what else can we do to either a drive, drive more sales or B, you know, set things up while we have the chance. So that's why I mentioned cross training. It's also, it's time to change processes it's a good time to develop, you know, you should already have your project list. And if you don't, you need to sit down, roll your sleeves up, put some projects on. Oh, you know, we have this junk in the corner, these old machines. We haven't had the time to tend to it. I was like, let's clean house. It's time to clean house. You know, we're a manufacturing organization. Get rid of these things. Rearrange these other things. Let's come up with ideas that we can implement over the next year. So when things do open up, we know what we're doing next. We know what's going to be the next step. We did make... You know, we were making. I had, I had companies. You know, while sales are down, the company is is well capitalized, and I had built up a bit of a cushion. Some of it was for for capital expenditures, which you know they now that may slow down or might get stretched out a little bit in how we make those and be more a little more selective, just to be cautious. But it's not going to last forever, right? Um, most likely, I mean, this this should pass. It might take a year or so. But you got to look past that. And so we still made significant investments in uh, equipment and machinery. We bought um, new equipment and machinery that really elevates our our assembly game uh, significantly. 
Um, it was a pretty, pretty major investment. And uh, again, if sales are down, this is the best time to revamp all your machines and you have to learn a new programming language, a new way to... It's a whole new... It's a different OEM manufacturer for the machines. It's a brand new... It's a robotic line, basically, that puts circuit boards together. And so there's a lot from moving around the machines, installing them, learning how to use them, learning how to use them effectively, getting trained, going to another city to get more training. I mean, it is a process. And this is, in a way, the best time for that process. We can get all the kinks out and we'll still be servicing our customers the same way. We won't even have to run any overtime um, because we have extra time now anyway. And so we continued to make some of these investments as part of the plan. You know, we're, we do take, take things month by month. You want to make sure you're not just, you know, blowing the whole, all the savings in one shot. So you're going to be maybe a little less bold from what you had planned, but that is something we're, we've done and are doing. We're still underway, but that's exciting. Employees are still seeing, you know, you're making these investments now. You have to make sure your communication is in line. Wait a minute. You said uh, sales are on hold. I mean, raises are on hold, but you just bought all this equipment. How does this make sense? And you have to explain that. Which happened first? Which happened second? You know, some of these things we had teed up beforehand. And so you're able to explain that effectively in a way that's honest and makes sense. People will accept. Of course, they want raises, but they also know that you know this isn't the best of times. And and they can see that, okay, this company will take care of me. They will stand by me. They're still looking for the long term. They're not running scared, but they are being cautious, which is actually great. They want you to kind of do both, right? They want to know that you're being conservative, but they also want to know that you're looking for the future at the same time. And and that was one of the, the bigger things we've done recently. On the on the building front, that is still something underway, but we're being a little more cautious on that it is a very significant move. And you just want to balance that out. So we're buying time on that one. You know, you've made some great points around the three and five year plan. And what we're seeing from our clients is much like what American Circuits is doing is sure the rest of 2020 is going to look a little bit different than our previous strategy and maybe even the first quarter or first half of 2021 will be impacted. But most of our clients aren't changing their major plans, are not changing you know, their three and five-year outlooks. They're staying on the plan and keeping the team focused. And it sounds exactly like what you're doing. Yes, exactly. You have to keep going with the, the vision that you had. You might have to alter it or you know tweak that vision. But you still keep running with it and you you keep going forward. I mean, every business is in a different position. It kind of depended on how strong you were coming into this. But every business, most of them have those options. I mean, there are always some that straight up are shut down and you know, can't if you're a you know, a bar owner that you're in a different, very different category. But but we kind of did everything and anything possible. And it was a moment to get motivated to, okay, all the employees are settled in their homes or wherever they're working from. Now let's go. This is the time to hustle and stay on top of things. And and they're willing and your people will always be willing to deliver. You, you might, I'm willing to deliver first and to reach my hand out and give them what they need. And it'll just automatically work out in the back end. Most people are, are believe in reciprocity. Um, you don't even have to always ask. It just, it flows naturally. 2020 has certainly been a wild year. And when you and I were speaking the other day, I mentioned an internet meme where it was talking about everything that's occurred in 2020 so far, and then was joking about what may happen 
in the future of 2020, you know, 2020 has been so crazy. The aliens are going to attack in November, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, that was funny, but what really had me reflecting was in that meme, that calendar in January, it mentioned the Australian wildfires and with everything going on, I'd already forgotten about that. And we have um, very dear friends that, that live in Australia and that was already out of my mind with everything that that happened around the pandemic, and then obviously um, the social unrest that that we've had recently, and hopefully will lead to to permanent, real, real change in in our country for the better. Leading for the long term, how do some of these national social issues impact? you as a leader and, and your teams and, and your clients? Yeah, it, there was, you know, I don't, I don't bring up politics in my staff meetings, um, mm-hmm. which is something I started doing after I joined somewhere midway. I just started having staff. We never even had staff meetings and just mm-hmm. started doing them. And, you know, initially, you know, what's the value in these staff meetings? No one questions them anymore. But I did, there was an occasion, I think early on, there was just um, a lot of conflicting information. You know, some of my employees are, are um, at a higher pay range, but I have some manufacturing workers that are um, not at a high pay range and they don't all have the same sophisticated sources or information coming to them. And they're hearing different things from different leaders oh no, open up. Everything's fine. We can open up for Easter. And then other people are like, no, no, we're closing down. And so I, it was probably the first and only time I've mentioned, you know, don't, don't listen to X or Y. We need to focus on, you know, we're in North Carolina and we're in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County. So we need to focus on the local dynamics. We have to follow the state guidelines, which, which rule and, you know, let's, let's do these things in this way Again, I'll patch you through as the government gets settled, but you know, don't worry, like everything will be okay. You know, we are the company's in a strong position, but we're just gonna be a little more conservative right now. And so we mentioned that one time, you know, trying to make sure that you're just staying connected to them, whether it's through the supervisors or through the staff meetings generally, to make sure you know where where everybody is. Some of the social issues haven't affected us as much as others. I think the one that's, you know, affecting us now is maybe that the reopenings. And so we're going to do another communication that, you know, I've noticed, you know, in my life, we're just looking around that people are loosening up. Some people are loosening up because, because they're tired and they just, they've, they've just been worn out under the pressure of being cooped up for too long. And so while people are loosening up, we want to just make sure that they're still following the guidelines at home and at the business, you know, do you need anything? Do you need more masks? Do you, you know, please be careful in your lives as you open up. You know, there's a lot of promotion for opening up and that is good for the economy. But, you know, for the human element of my employees, I hope you're not the one to catch it first. It's not gone by any means. That's two different things. There's an opening up, but don't make, don't let that think that the risks have dissipated. They have not. We are still in the first wave. And 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 it's not a second wave. We're just still in the first wave. And so I read a lot and I try to distill and 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 explain to them kind of in simple terms just what high level what would be what would be helpful. Um, and that you would want your coworkers to do the same. And you know, I mentioned that we have people here who are over 60, we have people with pre-existing conditions you know, think of them. Like you don't want to feel guilty if they get something. 
because you were doing something you shouldn't be doing. You, if you were them, you would very much want everybody else to be careful because you would be scared. And that's something I did very early on too, as people were not understanding the full impact because it took everybody some time. All of us took some time to get on board. I would hear things and I would say, you know, you might be thinking this, but here's how you might want to think about it. And just trying to explain to them, you know, what's coming and what's happening to, to sort of get them on board and protect. I'm trying to protect our workforce. The people are going to do at home whatever they're going to do at home. But to the extent I can help shift that a little bit, you know, let me do so. You know, you brought up a great point that in any of these things, it seems like over the past 15, 20 years, maybe even maybe even before we were born, Kat, that people jump right into the political side of things. And I've found that the most effective leaders, when there are different things going on, whether it's uh, the, the pandemic, whether it is the social unrest stemming from, from that awful incident in Minneapolis, the most effective leaders are not injecting politics into it. They're communicating their thoughts really with heart and with emotion to, to help their teams and their people and their clients get through this situation and to help be thought leaders and to help enact change first in their teams and in their company, but in their larger communities. And as soon as you inject politics into things, I've, I'm this color and you're this color from a political blue-red standpoint, people tend to shut down. And so if you think about it from a heart standpoint and you, know, you look at the other side like they were one of your friends, one of your family it tends to elicit the type of emotion and the type of thinking and the type of dialogue that, that really needs, needs to occur. And, you know, really the best leaders that we work with, I've actually found myself sitting in meetings with them thinking, you know what? I wonder if they're Republican or Democrat. I have no clue. And I'm inspired by listening to them, watching them, how they lead their teams and how they interact with their teams. And their teams are diverse, like your team is, whether it's from um, an economic standpoint, a socioeconomic standpoint, race, age, what baseball team they like, what sports they like, whether they like sports or not. It's a diverse group that you're connecting with via the heart, not between what political, not by what political Jersey you wear. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it is better. I agree to, to steer away from that and just focus more on the, on the facts on the ground that affect the operation. And if something comes up, it comes up that if something brought up to me, it's different. I did have an employee who this was before was just like, Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's overblown. Um, and I said, that's fine. You know, so you're still seeing your family and some friends outside. He, he said, yeah, I am. Um, and I said, you have your mom with you. Um, she, she had her, uh, she broke her hip recently and had a surgery. So yeah, yeah. How she's doing. Okay. And then, you know, I told him, but that's fine. You can believe that. But if you get it and your mom gets it, you do know that it would be much worse for her. And he was like, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And he was kind of thinking as I was telling him, I was like, as long as you won't regret that, if something happens, then, then you're okay in your world. 
uh, please be cautious when you come here though, when you come in, go ahead and just wash your hands and, you know, cause, uh, other people may be nervous. And I, I kind of talked to him about his mother and just cause I had known about that going on in his life. And he, he kind of changed. I mean, he was like, wait a minute, am I doing what I can to protect her? Cause it's one thing you're talking national, whatever politics, but when you bring it home, um, you know, do you want this in your house? Do you want this in your community? Do you want this? No, no, you don't. You want to protect your mother. Um, you know, you can talk about all the national economy all you want, but you want to protect your mother. And so he changed, um, just from that conversation. And it was not about whether it is or is not a hoax or it is or is not everywhere. It's just, there is this thing. Do you believe these things that just be careful about this thing? Because, you know, her age range, it's, it's pretty, the statistics are pretty high. If you want me to, you know, send you a link, I will. And just having some, one of those one-off conversations, you know? Well, Kat, I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's great to hear that you and the American circuits team are, are leading for the long term. You're taking this as an opportunity like other times in the past to invest in your business, invest in your your people for the long term and helping them see the long term vision so that you can meet your three and five year goals, not only for the business, but for your people, their families and in your clients. Thank you for your time today. How can people uh, find out more about American Circuits and the great work that you all do? Yes. Uh, the, one of the easiest ways is just go to our website, which is www.americancircuits.com. That's plural with the S at the end. And, uh, or, you know, our phone number, which is 704-376-2800. Um, most of what we do is for, for businesses um, you know, versus individuals. So once in a while, you know, we had a, we had a 10 year old kid uh, come through and, and buy something, but um, we did that one. That could more be the next a, Steve jobs, man. <laughs> you, you never know. You know, I was like, I'll, <laughs> I'll hire him in 10 years, you know, so we'll give him a discount. Um, but um, you know, that's where you can find us and what we do. Um, it was great uh, talking with you. Thanks for having me on the program. Um, it's, um, it's, it's fascinating everything that's going on and the way everyone responds to it. It really is. And just a quick story, you know, piggybacking off that 10 year old story you had, we were in a client uh, workshop a couple weeks ago and it's a family business, husband and wife team, very diverse group of folks, um, English second language with, with many of them. And in the culture meeting and the vision meeting to build, you know, the future strategy and to build a high performing team, they actually had their nine and 12 year old sons in the meeting the entire day. And those two kids, man, they were incredible. I, I was just blown away at how well they knew the business, how engaged they were, and how well they were already working with the other leaders in, in the business. The parents have really set um, everyone up in that business, whether it's their direct family members or the other leaders and their families, up for success for, for the long term. It was, it was unbelievable. I have to tell you about that uh, that some other time. So thank you so much for joining me, Kat, today on the Building a Leadership Culture Podcast. 
This is Bruce Gresham with Applied Vision Works. You can reach us at AppliedVisionWorks.com. We also have videos on YouTube and a LinkedIn page where you can connect with us as well. Don Hadley, our founder and president, also has a few books out there, including The Journey to Meaning, which can be found on Amazon.com. It's a great, quick, powerful read. It's about 165 pages with really kind of roll up your sleeves, practical things that you can use in your business and in your life to be successful, uh, not only for yourself and your family, but for your teams and their families and your clients as well. Uh, really, the worksheets at the end of each chapter are very very, very useful in a practical practical way and, and can help you grow as a person and as a business leader. You can also reach me at 704-726-6728 or at bgresham at appliedvisionworks.com. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Building a Leadership Culture podcast, hosted by Don Hadley, owner and president of Applied Vision Works. Questions, concerns? Please email Craig Chase at cchase at appliedvisionworks.com or call 800-786-4332. This has been an exclusive presentation of 680 WPTF and Applied Vision Works.